I have, right, a killer. Oh, be real. Sorry. I have a killer of a sell me a movie tonight. I think mine's better. I, I actually, it, it, it actually may be impossible for your sell me a movie to be better than mine tonight. Like, I'm, I, I doubt if, that. Even if you were to recommend, like, the best movie ever made, yours would still not topple my sell me a movie this week. Do you know why my head looks so big on this? It's because I'm leaning forward. So you're actually seeing this is the top of my head. And you're actually seeing, like, the top of my head. Whereas if I face normally, my head doesn't look as big. But it's because I'm because I'm facing forward, my head looks bigger. Because my hair is so thin. And so my head looks fucking huge whenever we record. And therefore I get more jokes about me having a big head. But really, I don't have... Like, if you look there, my head doesn't look no that one big. Cares, it looks quite normal. So I, okay, shall we start the recording? Oh. Joe, put, put your bus away. Put your bu- put I've your never been told away. that before. Put your bus away. Put, put your bussy away, Joe. What's a bussy? Bussy. Butt pussy. You. Oh, granny. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast, where this week we're going to film you in tournament style again. We're going to film you in style. I don't get it. Because it's the go- because it's the goat tournament. Goats don't make that noise. That's sheep, you idiot. Oh, but they, they all sound the same, don't they? I think they? goats do too. Goats oh, do they? Bleat. Yeah, goats bleat. I think so. Anyway. <laughs> 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 I just, I'm catching myself in the video and I look ridiculous. Uh, I'm your host, Sander, as always. <laughs> uh, with me this week, we've got a smaller group for the tournament. We have Joe. Hello. And we've got Suan. Howdy. <laughs> um, Hamish and Alex couldn't be here tonight. They're still struggling in their new place for um, to, to get the right internet connection. So hopefully they'll be back with us soon. Um, but they send their love and they have entrusted us with coming up with the correct decisions this week um, to continue our greatest of all time tournament. Um, we're in the round of 32. So we're going to be doing the first half of that this week and then we'll come back next month and do the next half of it. Um, but before we get into it, of course, we have to do our weekly moan sesh. So, who wants to tell me moan? Tell me moan. Tell me, tell sweet, me sweet little, little moan. moan. <laughs> Last night, I was watching Doctor Who, oh. as you do. And it was the one where, spoilers, no. Clara dies. If you haven't watched it, you're about what? What? You're, what? You're about eight years late, so not my problem. But basically... I was watching it, like I was enjoying it. Really, really great performances from the the two actors. It gets to the bit just as the raven is about to fly into her stomach and kill her. No context. This sounds fucking crazy. I know. And the split second before it goes into her, it's literally right there. The Wi-Fi cuts out and BBC iPlay stops working, and I have to go to bed. I've only just <laughs> finished the episode today. <laughs> And it happened also when I was watching First Class. Like, I had 40 minutes left and it just stopped working. So I had to watch it another day. <laughs> I should not be the one complaining about Wi-Fi. That should be C1. Not me. <laughs> so, there was a... my moan. 
this reminds me of a clip I saw on Twitter this week. Um, this this group watching a football game uh, on like one of these streaming sites, and someone had a penalty, and the penalty the penalty got taken, and it hit the post, and it st- and the lag circle came up, and so they didn't know whether they could celebrate <laughs> or not. And about thirty That's seconds funny. later, it carries on and it goes in, and they're like, "Yay!" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but no, it, it just annoyed me that, you know, Wi-Fi is the bare minimum in this day and age. So why isn't it working? I just want to watch my program. That's a, that's a solid moan, Joe. That's a really solid moan. Do my program. Uh, Do my program. Yes. Mom. <laughs> see, see Do my program. See one job a moan for us. Okay. Um... I went to Cardiff over the weekend to see my friends. Because I've got other friends. Um, And basically, (laughs) and this is more about the train coming back. So I got the train back on Sunday. Mm. Now, the trains in Wales is absolutely shite. It took like almost four hours and a half to go from where I live just down to Cardiff. It takes a lot less to go down to London. But anyway... Um, so basically, on the way back, I had to get a connection to crew and then back to where I am. But the the first train, the leg, was Cardiff to Manchester. Two quite big cities in the UK. Um, which was initially supposed to be a four-carriage journey. Um, they cut it to two. So there's four carriages worth of people stuck in two carriages. Um, so it was quite packed, basically, and everybody was kind of on top of each other. So I think I would very much like the trains to be sorted, please. Solid moan. Trains most of they the time They should sort do their shit out. Yeah. Um, I, I, w- I would like to open my spoiler section. Not spoiler section. Christ. What are you saying? We're not talking about that. I would love to... I... <laughs> Unless you're talking about a film with cars in. I would like to open my moan section just by saying that as of uh, recording, the SAG after strike is over, so actors can go back to work. It's not your moan, is it? That's great. No, that's great news. How dare those actors (laughs) get what they want. It's the opposite of a moan. It's really great. And we'll we'll start to see some some benefits of that coming soon. Um, Amazing work from everyone involved. My actual moan this week is the fact that uh, when we're recording this and when this has come out, The Marvels has just come out, the newest uh, movie in the MCU. And at the time of recording, the movie has had its premiere. I have already seen the post credit scene for this movie. I have already seen both post credit scenes for this movie. How? Um, because Alexander, I thought there was only one. I've heard... I've seen two. Oh, spoilers. I've only I heard there's two. one. I've seen two online. Maybe one of them is just in the movie uh, right at the end. But I've seen two things that look like post credit scenes. And it's been all over my mm. Twitter timeline. And just like... I don't... I like... I don't get why people post these things online at like immediately as they see them. Like... Come on, man! But it's, it's not, not out yet. It's not it? even out in this country yet. It's out. It came out today in America. It came out on the Thursday in America. 
but it comes out on the oh. Friday over here. So it's it's out there, and yet I'm I'm already seeing it on my Twitter. I've already been spoiled on what is going to happen in this movie, and I'm like, give it a break. You know what I mean? Like, what, what what's going on? <laughs> so, um, spoiler culture, I, I guess, is my moan uh, again. I, but yeah, I'd like I'd like to discuss this further <laughs> because <laughs> it's not as important, and it's it sounds a bit nerdy and kind of go outside Joey stuff, but Joey. Um, Joey, yeah, uh, I'm a little baby kangaroo. But basically, um, they released a Doc Two magazine, and the, <laughs> what I like about that is you buy it and you read it and you you read it and it's like, oh, I didn't know that stuff. That's cool. But subscribers get their copy a day early and they put it all on Twitter. Like they literally post pictures of the pages. They post pictures of the pictures in there and quotes and stuff. I've had to block and mute so many people over the past couple of days just so I don't see it. So when I get the magazine which I got today, there will be surprises in it, you know? Just, just don't spoil it, you, you penises. Um, yeah, go outside, Joe. Um. Oh. <laughs> no, it's a valid moan. It's a valid moan. Like, I, don't, I just don't... There's certain things like... Well, you, you see all these, like, Ver, Va, Vanity Fair articles and stuff like that. that Vanity Fair is a, is a magazine. Like, they release copies of that. But you can get like excerpts of articles and then they post the whole article on Twitter and the whole article is dissected on Twitter. And so I've never had to buy a copy of Vanity Fair or Mm. anything like that or Hollywood Reporter or anything like that because it's all just on Twitter. Why why would I, why would I go out and buy it when the whole thing's on Twitter? And it's the same with Doctor Magazine. Like print is dying because of, you know, the ability for people just to go online. It's also illegal. I, no, I, I don't, I don't no, post things on there, it. I promise. Um, I just no, read I, things. I've looked into it. It is illegal. So I, the, 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 um, the editor or the guy behind the magazine I bought was in my like notifications talking about this. And he was like, and also what they're doing is actually not legal. Like they're breaking, I don't know what it's called, but they're posting something online which you'd have to pay for to get. The law? If that, <laughs> they're breaking something. No, I don't know what the, it is. The law? <laughs> no, not, not the law. They're, it's not like an embargo, but they're breaking like a. Oh, you know what I mean? No, we get what you mean. It's like it's it's like an embargo. It is it is like that. It's like if we went to see the Marvels on Tuesday because Marvel let us go and see it, and then we told everyone exactly what happened as soon as the movie ended. Like that's not allowed. There's an yeah. there's a review embargo when you can review when you can release your reviews for movies. And people have to adhere to the rules. Yeah. But they don't. But even even in terms of this movie, I I was... I mean, I kind of knew this thing was coming anyway because there'd been rumours for a while. But there was a spoiler. I'm not going to say what it is because not everyone might know what it is. But I saw a spoiler, a very specific spoiler that is like, oh, cheeky wink and a nod in someone's, like... Twitter review for the movie before the embargo got lifted. And it's like... So, like, a, a spoiler-free review has given with, a spoiler, with, with, a, with a cheeky wink and nod that is a direct spoiler for the movie. You're like, are you good? Yeah. Like, are you okay? When You're not you, being clever yeah, when, while when, doing that. When you see the movie, you're like, we'll, we'll talk about it next week when we, when we give out our, our full spoiler review of the Marvels coming to the Spotify feed next week. 
Uh, we'll, I'll, I'll With a talk, really cool talk, trailer to boot. I'll talk oh, about I messed that. it up. I was going to say poster. I said trailer. Yeah, we've got. We're, we're <laughs> Can plan- we cut that bit? We're plan- Can we cut that bit? We're planning a cool poster. No. With a really cool no. poster to boot as well. Yes, we do. So make sure you do listen we? to that. Uh, and following us on all our social medias, I'll do this up top so that everyone remembers to do it because please, we, 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 we'd like to know that you guys are enjoying our content. Anyway, um, so yeah, spoiler culture as a whole. Get fucked. Totally. <laughs> Shall we move on to the main topic for the week? Yeah. Come on. Sure. Let's sure. go! So this week, as I mentioned up top, we're continuing our look at the greatest of all time tournament. Um, if you haven't been listening so far, what have you been doing? Go back and check out the other episodes because we have some. Uh, we had some really great matchups, and now we are into the final thirty-two movies. So these are all movies that we have decided are in our top, our individual top ten favorite movies of all time, um, and. We've all suffered some losses, some more devastating than others. You, Xander. Yes, mine. you've got a terrible list. I do not... Joe, I swear to Christ, Joseph. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. Joe. I'm in the South. Joey. No one can touch me. <laughs> no, um, don't call me Joey. <laughs> um, so we're going to head into the round of 32. We're just going to do one side of it, um, and That's we'll fine. come back another time and do the other half. And uh, we will finish this eventually, I promise. Uh, but we've got a few matchups <laughs> to get through, so we'll just dive straight in and do the first one. Are you guys ready? No. Uh, yeah. The first matchup of the night is the number one seed. This movie is on three people's lists. This is on Joe's list, Siwan's list, <laughs> oh, and yeah. Hamish's list. And it is from this year. It is Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh. And that faces off against well. the number 34 seed. That's This is from my list. And it is almost <laughs> famous from the year 2000. <laughs> oh, Xander, I'm so sorry. You're gonna, you might lose another film here. <laughs> I, 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 I will because it, it's already... He's going to lose it's, another film. It's 2v1. So, um, <laughs> listen, I've... And looking at the next one, you're going to lose another film. Am I? <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get oh, to I'm that. Not, I'm not we'll having a good time. Hey, we'll get to it. Sorry, spoilers. So, this first matchup, obviously, I love Almost Famous. It's... That it's here for a reason. Um, and you guys <laughs> said last time that you, you really enjoyed it. But Guardians 3 is on your guys' list for a reason. So do you guys want to... Because we haven't had a chance to go through it yet. So do you guys want to go through why it's there for you guys? Um, It was just... It's a very good ending to the already pretty good trilogy that is The Guardians. It, you know, it finishes the story very nicely for all the members. Um, but it's also like... It's one of those MCU films that does hold up. Like, yes, it hasn't even been out a year yet, but I think it still does hold up. Like, it's one of the best-looking MCU ones. It's a very good story, and, you know, the weight of it still holds, and it's still, you know, quite emotionally charged. I think I watched it maybe a month ago. still cried. Um, But, yeah, no, I think... But it's, it's got a good story that does make it stand out against a lot of other films not just mcu ones but it just i think it's an altogether very good film um i'd just like to interject here and i would say i i know what you you think what you're saying there at the start that you said it holds up sounds a bit funny and it does but there's there's so much hype around when movies come out now 
that like as soon as you see a movie you're like it's the best thing i've ever seen and that is that is a real thing i've done it as well i i've i've looked back at reviews we've done already this year for a couple of movies and i thought i was really nice to that movie for seemingly no reason um and so to to watch a movie towards like the first half of the year and go back to it now and still say like yeah no this is like really good that is that is a that is an important thing so yeah i think you can say it holds up even after six months because some of these marvel films that come out now like black panther were kind of forever people really raving about that when it came out and people don't care anymore whereas this movie people are still you know hyping it up and loving it because it's a good movie uh joe do you want to go through some of your reasons yes um i've probably mentioned this before but it came out at a time when uh we were finishing uni so these characters were saying goodbye to each other and i was saying goodbye to my friends so it was kind of it was very prevalent uh so it connected me a lot um it made me very sad Uh, like to the extent that i cried in the cinema both times i watched this i don't cry in the cinema uh, and I don't cry around people. I find that really hard. But with this, I the tears were flowing. Like, probably three times for each film. I didn't cry when I watched it with my family when it came out on Disney+. Plus. But that's because, you know, I can't cry in front of my family. <laughs> I'm, but, a, um, I'm a big boy. <laughs> no. Um, but it's I'm a man. That, <laughs> but it, it, it's something that, like... That these three films have established these characters as like people we care about. So when it comes to this third installment, which is the last, you know, you you already care about these characters. So when you put them in like an environment where they're they're properly in danger, you know, you you're really rooting for them and the whole film. Um, so I really I really care about the film. It re- it's definitely one of the best Marvel films and one of the best films I think. Um, and also, I was speaking to my mum about it today because there's that new Christmas advert with the raccoon. And I reminded her, I was like, oh, do you remember the, the raccoon in Guardians? She was like, oh, Joe, don't remind me of that. That's that's one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Like when he's, when uh, Rocket sees his friends and he says, can I come too? I'm like, oh, you remember that? And so it really affected her. She she found that really sad. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I will defend this film. It doesn't need defending, it's really good, but I will defend it till my last breath because it's such an important film yeah. to me because it, you know, it's about saying goodbye and going your separate ways. And that's really sad. I've, I've already had, I've already mentioned my issues with, I'm not sure whether I've said it openly on the podcast, with this movie being here because it, it is from this year, it's very recent, but... I'm going to put that aside. I'm not going to use that here. It's here. And it is a good movie. It's one of the best of the year. And it is one of the best MCU movies. Absolutely. Um, and that that's... That, the Rocket Raccoon story is really great. Um, his... I mean, you sort of see it now that you... When you go back to watch the whole Guardians trilogy, you can absolutely tell that James Gunn is sort of... Seeding stuff. Seeding stuff. It's not necessarily like, you know, plot points or anything. It's just (laughs) character things for Rocket Raccoon. You can absolutely tell that Rocket is his insert character, um, which is a really great insight to him as a person. Um, And I think everything else in the movie works really well as well. There are a couple of things that I think have been brought down because of the MCU ties. I think if Guardians was its own separate franchise, I think it would have been 
I mean, it already is fantastic and one of the best comic book trilogies we've got, but I think it would be even better without those further MCU ties. Because, like, this movie has a lot of baggage to do with Infinity War and Endgame uh, that, that they have to deal with there. And that that is an issue the movie faces, but um, I still think this is really, really strong. And like I said, it is, it's one of the best MCU movies. It's so satisfying at the end. And the soundtrack's amazing. James Gunn, we, we know he does that. The colours look fantastic. That that shot when when they're in the all in their Among Us suits, that's great. That's really great. Um, so yeah, it's I yeah, I think it's a really good movie. And like I said, one of my favourites from this year. Um, do we want to give some more lip service to Almost Famous? If you guys have any more thoughts about that movie since um, last time we spoke about it, no is an acceptable option. I I think my, my the the gist of what I said was just that. Because uh, I watched the, the the full version, the long one. Yeah. And although I did, I did watch it at one point two five speed, which I don't think I've told you, but oh my um, god, that's sadistic as fuck. So the songs are a bit pacier as well, but um, I I I've, really I've, I've actually it. just lost so much respect for you. I can't believe you've just admitted you never it. had any respect for me in the first place. <laughs> that's not real. that's not true, Joe. I tell you <laughs> repeatedly how much respect I have for you. I know, I was joking. Joe's jokes. Um, but I really, I was surprised by it. I enjoyed it. Like, I, I loved the characters in it. I thought the main kid liked to stare a lot. And I was like, oh, he's staring again. Um, like, I read a, letter, a letterbox review saying, this kid really freaks me out. <laughs> but um, I already liked it. I was like, I was rooting. I was like, please, can that guy just give the kid an interview? please yeah. um but yeah i thought it was a good vibe this, this movie had good vibes it's, it's a good it's a it. great vibe movie it's a great vibe movie and the um the sequence with um elton john's tiny dancer is maybe one of my best music moments in a movie i don't remember that bit they're all they're all sat on the bus and they um and Tiny Dancer starts playing, and they're all sort of. It's that moment. It's the day after uh, Billy Crudup walks out and goes to that party and um, hangs ah, out with all teenagers. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. all on the bus. They're all kind of dejected. They've all had a big argument. And Elton John comes yeah. on, and they they all start singing Tiny Dancer, and it's just incredible, absolutely incredible in that moment. Because he's saying to uh, Penny Lane, "I I need I have to go home to I need to go back to school," and she's like, "You are home." And that's such a wonderful, like, just all-together moment for the movie. Everything comes together in that one moment. And obviously the song's, like, one of the best in it. It's just, it's El John, man, come on. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like this movie. And I've already accepted its defeat because I know that you guys love this <laughs> other movie. Um, it's, it's not to say that your movie's not good, though. No, absolutely, absolutely. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Something's, something has to lose. And I, I, you lose. Good day, day, sir. But I am interested to know, like, what is cut in the the other version? Because I, watching the longer version, I don't know what could be cut. I can't remember. I only saw the original one once, and then I've seen the uh, extended mm. one every other time. Yeah. Okay. Shall we vote and get this over with? I'm gonna give my vote to Almost Famous. <laughs> um, Siwan. <laughs> 
I'm going for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Joe? I am also going for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. There we go. The first casualty of the evening is almost famous, and it was almost in the round of 16 if it wasn't for the might of Guardians Volume 3. Uh, We will see that in in a couple of episodes' time when we get to the round of 16. 16! 16! We can't do that every time. We can't do that every time. I I want to, but we just can't. We have to! Not every time, no. We've done it once. We have to keep doing it now. It's going to get annoying. We've set a precedent. (laughs) I, I I say we all agree to do one big one right now. I will sync it up in the audio. Okay. And then, and then we don't, we don't do it again for the rest of the episode. Agreed. Okay. All right. Deal. Sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> It'll sound great in the audio. It'll sound great in the final cut. Um, okay, moving on. We have, oh Christ, <laughs> this is gonna hurt now. We have the number sixteen seed, Kill Bill Volume One, <laughs> and that faces off, and that's on Alex's list. And that faces up against the number 17 seed, which is on my list again. It is The Social Network. Go on, Joe. You said you knew wow. this one was easy. So go on. Social Network is unfortunate in that it features Jesse Eisenberg as the main character. <laughs> so immediately, I'm swaying towards Kill Bill Volume 1. But I... I, I, I go on. I was going to say, but DC's like Jesse Eisenberg before we knew he only acted like Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, you can't get mad at him for for sticking with what works because he got nominated I for I just don't like his this. persona. Yeah, I mean, normally in real life, I would hate to meet Jesse Eisenberg. He seems like a real douche, but <laughs> in this movie, it works perfectly. He's he so good here, and you can't ignore the incredible work of Andrew Garfield and Justin Timberlake. Oh. What? Oh, but he's a dodgy man. In the movie, yeah. <laughs> no, in real life too. Justin Timberlake's not dodgy, is he? No. He's done some dodgy stuff, yeah. He might be. Oh, no. But he's really good in this. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, I guess we're on the social network. I, I guess we'll start with that. Um, it's impeccably written. Aaron Sorkin's dialogue is mm. unbelievably good. And he's well known for all this fast-paced, quippy stuff. And he is on fire here the the story of the, of the making of facebook coinciding with these multiple lawsuits that are happening in the present day and you can you'll have a sequence where all three timelines are in the same scene and that it's cutting back and forth from each of them and everything still makes sense it's like they're all having one conversation and it's absolutely incredible. And that is down to the script, the direction and the editing. And all three are an absolute powerhouse in this. I like the social network, I think. See, one, you haven't said anything yet. That's you making think... me nervous. No, I'm trying to nervous. remember. Um, no, it is a very good film. Like, what did I... Right, let me double check. I do remember that I thought so, it was very good. See, this is where you guys should write actual comprehensible reviews on Letterboxd. So, uh, so then if you go back to it, you're just going to be like, oh boring. yeah, this is the joke I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a funny joke. Uh, so jokes? I do funny jokes. I haven't reviewed no. this one. Never mind. Okay, sorry. Right, but <laughs> let me review. remember back from when I did see it. Um, it is really a very tomorrow. good film. Like, I do remember... I rewatched it 
apparently some time ago now. I remember rewatching it and I it was sort of like okay I'm gonna rewatch this just to see if it's as good as everybody says it is because you know there's a lot of films where if you haven't seen it in a while and everybody's like oh my god this is so good and you're just like I don't remember it being that good so I have to rewatch it to see and this one like the social network it, it it kind of is from what I remember it is that good like yes Eisenberg is bloody annoying but He's playing Mark Zuckerberg, so I guess he kind of gets a pass because Mark Zuckerberg is just as annoying. You know? Yes. Like, it's a good... I'll give it to them. It's a good casting. And, yeah, you did say Andrew Garfield. Oh, my God. In this film. Yes. Just, oh, my God. Yes. He's oh, my God in everything, but he's oh, my God in this. Yes. You know, like, the fuck you flip-flops. Great. Yes! Oh, my God. Um... <laughs> Have you seen Dylan O'Brien I will O'Brien say Justin Timberlake is that. a bit annoying. Yes! Dylan O'Brien yes. recreating that is so he good. He does it great. He's a movie star. That kid's a movie <laughs> star. So I love good. him. They should put him in some movies. They He's fantastic. In some more movies. Maze Runner. And great. not just running around mazes. Maze Runner is very good. Super underrated. Maze Runner is so good. Are we gonna do a Maze Runner episode? Is so that's good. What, is that what's gonna happen? <gasps> no, because legit those films are great. So I'd I'd like to rewatch them. Can we? Okay, look out in 2024. We might do a Maze Runner episode. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, yeah, yeah. look at the poster be um, for that. I don't know, fucking maze is running. running. <laughs> I was thinking Just more outside the box, joke. but uh Oh right, maybe 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 okay. some mazes uh maybe some maybe <laughs> maybe it's us and mazes are running through us. <laughs> no, the maze the mazes is running away from us. That one. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. You're the artist. You're the poster like, guy. Maze is running away. Yeah. What? You're the artist, bro. Oh, no, I'm not. It's up to you. <laughs> anyway, Suan, you would say something. Sorry. Um, yeah, Justin Timberlake, he, he, he plays a fucking twat very well. Yeah. Give him that and he, he comes um, into this movie like, like a oh, whirlwind, and it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I guess this movie's yeah, successful is. in that it casts twats to play twats. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give it that. Well done. And Andrew Garfield's a really nice guy. And he's exactly. a really nice guy. Exactly. Yeah. Life. <laughs> and the twins are both cannibals. Oh my god, the twins are bad. <laughs> this movie had me convinced that Army Hammer actually had a brother. And he had a twin. Yeah. Because that, that's when you watch Legend, very well done. when you watched Legend, did you think there were two Tom Hardys in real life? No, because I was a little bit. But I because I didn't know who Harmy Hammer was. I knew who Tom Hardy was, but I didn't know who, when I first watched this. I didn't know who know Tom who, Hardy was. I didn't know who Army Hammer was, and so this was my first experience seeing Army Hammer, and so I assumed there were two of him. There was two, and it's incredible. Oh. It does look pretty work. convincing, to be honest. Really so. incredible work. Sorry, so we keep interrupting. um i'm just agreeing that the pace is very well done but yeah the script i think is what like yes it's both the acting and the script both mesh together to make such an impeccable film where you are just kind of like okay right i know what facebook is now i'm learning what happened to create facebook and you're just like oh mark zuckerberg's a twat this is great oh i hate it just does it so well <laughs> I hate everyone but Andrew Garfield. This is fine. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I'll be honest, I didn't understand some of it. 
and because jo- I'm not. And what, you we don't also understand know a lot you're of films, moron, Joe. Joe. Like, I know I am, but yeah. like I'm not good with movies. This is why I hate watching new movies because I'm really worried that I'm going to watch it and be like, I don't know what's going on. There's oh. comfort around watching movies I've already seen because I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I'm not going to be dumb in this because I know exactly what happens. I didn't understand some of the the techno babble and the the the, the business stuff because I'm not a businessman. I think that's actually yeah. Neither really do I, but I know to... that there's lawsuit shit. Yeah, it's, I think that's like really easy to follow here. They they sort of spell things <laughs> not out for, for me. Um, I don't know. I found it a bit confusing. I think the music's but really that... good as well. Yeah, it's like sort of synthy and techno-y. I think that's really <laughs> cool. A really cool vibe. Just that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to appeal to Joe's. Joe's oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I I, honestly, I don't remember the story. I know from you were. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. should, should we move on to Kill Bill? <laughs> yeah. Um, Kill Bill. It's, yes. It's, this is one of the toughest ones because this is a fire movie. Oh, it's so, so fucking good. good. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I remember, like, for years avoiding it because I'm just like, oh, you know, it's another Tarantino film. I don't particularly care. And, like, my dad for years was kind of like, oh, you'd like Kill Bill, you'd like Kill Bill. And I'm like, uh, will I, though? And then we had to watch it for this. And just straight away, I was like, okay, maybe I do like Kill Bill. It's, <laughs> I think it is my favourite Tarantino film, I think. I would agree with that. I would disagree. See, that's yeah, it. Well, that, that's, that's the crazy thing. Wrong. That's the crazy thing about a, a, a director like Tarantino. He can make a movie that I regard as one of my favourite action movies, an incredible piece of cinema, and it's still, like, my sixth favourite film of his. Mm. What is your favourite Tarantino film? My favourite is Inglorious Bastards. Okay. I love that movie. I love, love, love that movie. And then you've got it's things... It's got a naughty word in the title. Then you think it does... I had to call it Inglorious as a kid. Just like, it, just, it was just, oh, Inglorious. Daddy, can we watch it. Inglorious? Um, say the full title, child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to say it all. We won't watch it. But but then Inglorious you've got... Bastards. You've got other movies like... And I know you guys have your opinions on Pulp Fiction, but like I love Pulp Fiction. Res- I've seen it. Reservoir Dogs. Incredible. Then you've got Reservoir um, Dogs. I love um, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Dogs. I know other people have their opinions. I I think that movie's fantastic. Django Unchained. You've got um, The Hateful Eight still there out there as well. Like there are so many movies in his back catalogue that you just like. Oh my god! Do you like take a break and just stop making incredible bangers, please? Um, because the, because Kill Bill, I feel, does deserve more love because it is really really great. Yeah, I I mean I I knew nothing about it, um, and I watched it with yeah I watched it with UC One, and it was amazing. Yeah, it's great. It's it's really it's segmented really well as well. Something that Tarantino does well is he segments segments. He splits his film into different chapters. I I liked that. It was like okay, we're onto a new chapter. That was really cool. Like it's like a book, but as a film. This is his. Whoa. Th- this movie feels like his biggest <laughs> love letter to cinema. I know that Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood is literally a film set in Hollywood about movie stars, but this is like every 70s and 60s martial arts film you could think of. There are references mm. to here. 
and he brings them all together and it's just you can feel the passion on the screen in every shot and it's fantastic I, I have never seen such a cool woman Huma Thurman like, have, Mummy. She, have you guys, she is so cool have you guys seen the second part <laughs> yes yeah right cool just making sure yeah the bride unbelievably cool character but then you've also got lucy lou as orenishi oh my god oh she's so attractive she's so good in this like so good also the whole choreography at the end when they're all like when she's against lucy lou or just before and she's against all the henchmen the crazy scenes ever yeah that was amazing unbelievably great we were both just sat there just like we are watching this yeah that was cinema we were just in awe of what we were watching and you know what that can never be topped by tarantino it's one of those sequences where like it it does it gets silly and overly gory and that's why i love it so much because it takes that it It still works suspends your disbelief and that's the power of what cinema could do. And my dad, I remember, what, I've watched it with my dad so many times. And he is like, it just gets a bit silly, doesn't it? I'm like, yeah, it does. She's no. fighting 88 baddies. Yeah, it's going to get <laughs> silly. She's cutting arms off. Like, there's a moment she cuts someone's head off. And, he's, and his whole body just, like, wriggles around for a minute in a shot. She picks someone's eyeball out. Um, it almost feels like a precursor to Kingsman. I'm you sure know, there I, were. I'm yeah, not, I'm not saying they're on the same level. No, but no, yeah, I know what you like mean. A there, lot was lifted. There will have been um, influences for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but man, this it, film. Yeah, that 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 fight sequence is incredible. I think I, I, it's so easy to get fixated on that moment because that is clearly what the film is building to and clearly like the most work was put into that but i think everything else is also really cool i swear this is also like a oh, two yeah, building hour film. to that point yeah it's like an hour 45 or something i think it does not feel like that that goes by so quickly if i'm saying that someone who hates long run times then it must be a good film i know 145 isn't a long run time don't shout at me but it it flew by that film um it's very pacey, and it's got a good soundtrack. Um, Kill Bill Volume 1 is an hour 51, um, and the second one is 2 hours two 17. Hours, so put together, it's like a four-hour thing. Oh. Which makes more sense for Tarantino. Bill Marathon. But, um, yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, th- there's loads to like in this. Um the opening sequence with um, with Vivica A. Fox, that's really great as well. Because um, as, as a cold open, I think that's really great. Uh, just to start off with a, this crazy action sequence and then fill in the gaps afterwards. I think that's really cool. The anime sequence is brilliant. That's cool. Brilliant. I didn't expect that. Um, I completely forgot about it till you just brought it up, if I'm honest. But it was very cool. Yeah, I think that there's a lot, a lot to love about Kill Bill. And it's it's one of those ones where, like, if it was going against maybe anything else here, I would absolutely be voting for it because I love this movie. But the social network, I feel, is on... When, when, these two movies are so different. So different. In tone, in in 
vibe. Because the social network needs, like, you need to take a break afterwards. You're like, oh my goodness me, that was, that was a lot to that. Whereas this, you're like hyped up. You're like, I could go again. Let's do it again. Um, but I think for for a viewing experience, I would, I would rather be enthralled and wrapped up in this immense story that the social network puts out than watch incredible action in Kill Bill. And it is. I guess down to a personal taste. So, although I love the social network and I I have a feeling I'm worried about where this might go, but if it does, it's it's going out to a, a really great movie. So I can't really be overly upset. Um, we'll we'll do the voting. I've already said it. I'm gonna go for my movie, The Social Network. Um, Joe, you go next. I'm gonna go for Kill Bill, Volume One. Then it goes down to Siwan. Siwan, it is in your hands. Who are you going to send through to the round of 16? The Social Network or Kill Bill Volume 1? Give us your reason. I will say it is quite easy. It is quite easy for me too. Um, But I will go through my reasoning. Now, yeah, like I said before, Kill Bill, I just, you know, the moment I sat down, I just, I don't know what it was about it, but I was just enthralled and... I loved every moment of it, like the bizarreness, the over-the-top fighting, everything. The, I just the feet. loved it. Um, yeah, except for that. Um, but, Do you want to tell us something, Xander? And on the same... <laughs> and like I said before about Social Network, it's such an altogether, such a good film where you are just sat there like, holy shit, this actually happened. And that just makes it even more, you know good that you realize oh they've something that happened they've done it in such a good way where you are sat there thinking this can't be true and yeah it's just an altogether good film so with saying that i'm going to go with the one i did enjoy the most and that is kill bill i'm afraid yes yeah kill bill volume one gets greenlit for a sequel and heads through to the round of 16 and the social network has been cancelled. Anna's gone uh. offline. Yeah. Gone offline! Fuck! Sorry, Xander. That was a good one. That was a good one, Joe. <laughs> I don't write these down. I just come up with them on the spot. And that you was, could do it again if you want. That's fucking you're editing good. it. No, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, no I'll, I'll let everyone know how clever you are, you fuck. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's how they really... Anyway, um, we'll move on. <laughs> Worst compliment <What>? ever. <laughs> um, we'll what? move on. We'll move on to the next one. Um, this one feels oh, like no. it might be pretty easy. It is uh, the number eight seed. It is from my list again. Sorry, guys. I promise there are other people's movies on here. It's Whiplash. And that faces yeah, off against me. the number 40 seed. And that is from Hamish's list. It's Pacific <laughs> Rim. We talked a lot about Pacific Rim in the oh, last time Hamish we saw it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think even if Hamish was here, I I think this was only Sorry, going one way. Um, yeah, there's not much you can fight against this one. No. Do we Do we just want to... could fight against some big robots. Do we just want to rip this one off now? Whiplash is a masterpiece. Whiplash is so good. We, we can talk about it when it um in the in the next round if we want. Um, are, we, are we ready to vote? Is, or is anyone desperate to say anything about Pacific Rim? <laughs> I, I ju- um, I'd like to appreciate <laughs> the, the craftsmanship that went into Pacific Rim. Because the scale of it is... 
oh, really cool. Absolutely. Like it may not be as good as Whiplash because, but you know they're very <laughs> different films. But um, I remember there was a preview of it on Netflix. I've not seen it before, and it was I think it was a shot of it in the snow, like one of the robots, and it was just like yeah, the yeah. humans were next to like its its head or its foot or something. Yeah. And I was like, that looks cool. i got to watch this. Yeah. The, the, so, C- the CG really holds up as well. It's a good-looking movie. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also got Charlie... From from It's Always Sunny. What's his name? Charlie Day. No, the other one. It's also got Charlie Day the in it. The other one. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Huh? Wait, is he? Wait. Yeah, it's got Charlie Day in wait, it. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I know, when it's got, I know it's got Charlie Day... It's also got... Um, I remember that. I, I'm no good with actors' names. It's got the guy from Torchwood in it as well. Go- Mr. Gorman, whatever his name is. Burn Gorman's in this. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Ron Perlman's no, in this. I mean the other Charlie. There's Char- the other Charlie, oh, Charlie in it too. Charlie the Hunnam. main guy. Yeah. Oh, he's from that, that really terrible King Arthur movie, isn't he? With, yeah. da- with David Beckham. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, that was awful. God, I was yeah. disappointed. Um... Jo- um, Joey, have you finished waffling then? <laughs> can we move on? Um, can I? Well, we can do. Oh, no, if you actually had... So- I, th- I thought you were genuinely taking the piss. If you want to talk about it, go for it. No, I wasn't taking the piss. All what right, are you talking go, about? Go, go for it, sorry, go for it. <laughs> My apologies. Um, it, It's one of those popcorn movies where you can just sit back and watch it, and I thought that was really cool. Um, big robots and then Whiplash. As soon as I watch, I'm a big fan of music. I, I know, but do you want to talk about Whiplash later? Are you? We, we could or... talk about it next time. But if you if you have something to say now, say. It. I, I just want to quickly touch on. I really love music, and people kept recommending that I watch Whiplash, so I did. And like my, as soon as the credits rolled, my feet were tapping. I was I was like dancing around my uni accommodation room. The um... and listening to the soundtrack non-stop because I know you'd recommended the soundtrack before I'd watched the film. And I listened to it and I didn't have the context. And then I watched the film, especially the ending bit and I was like, "Oh my god. That's so cool." Um it's really tense and it's not only is it like a tense drama, but it's a I love letter to music it understands the terminology it treats it with respect um and it's a great score and also it's a much better score than babylon who's you know the same composer and same director too this feels so unnecessary you need to watch that movie before you start running your mouth it doesn't feel unnecessary that music annoys me i'm not watching a three and a half hour film it's such a that music's so good though it's actually just three hours and ten minutes so Okay, okay, Mr. Mr. Biggins. Yeah, it feels but like, like it. It does feel like it, though. It, oh, yeah, it's fucking long, bro. Well, that's another conversation. It's a long that's movie. That's another conversation. Anyway, yeah, Babylon. Um, yeah. yeah, Whiplash is perfect. The, oh. the the soundtrack is in my... He's a regular in all my playlists. Um, but it's not... It, we'll, we'll, so we can talk about it next time in more depth. Um, because right now, yeah. we can just get rid of Pacific Rim, right? I'm, I'm voting Whiplash... <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash. Whiplash goes through. Whiplash. And Pacific Whip Rim Lash. is defeated by a kaiju. <laughs> yeah, I get that now. Right, we'll move on to what I believe might be the toughest one of the night. This is the number nine seed. This is from Joe's list. And this is the I'm movie. number nine. <laughs> number nine? <laughs> Oh, I didn't even notice. This is okay, the, that's really cool. It's the movie Ratatouille. 
And it faces off against the number Rep 24 two. seed from Siwan's list, and it's Prisoners. So, before we get into this... Polar opposite I, vibes. Before we get into this, <laughs> I, was looking at, I was looking at your stream of it, and the one that Ratatouille was facing off against was cut off, and I could only see the tops of the letters, so I was like getting up close trying to see what it was and then i pieced it together that it was prisoners and i was like oh shit i'm really gonna have to defend my movie now this is so this is cruel uh, listen you guys already know where you're gonna vote this is incredibly tough for me i saw i opened this document about an hour ago and i was like oh fuck like i i don't know what i'm gonna do here because 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 really you guys are gonna vote for your movies and i'm I'm gonna be stuck in the middle like a divorced parents Stuck child in the middle with you. <laughs> um, so Xander come to my side I've got sweets oh fuck yeah I've um, got Doctor Who DVDs you creep <laughs> um, right Joe do you want to talk about Ratatouille first I used to watch this film basically every weekend I'd go to my nan's and she'd have like a, 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 a stack of DVDs and this would always be the one I'd put on that I'd watch with my sister in the other room, not the adult room where all the, the adults were talking, all the grown-ups were talking, but where me and my sister would sit and just watch films. Um, and we used to watch this on repeat um, and it, it I just love this film. I can't, I can't pinpoint why, but it's, it's just such a good film, isn't it? It's, it's, I think it's Pixar's best. Um, it's 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 about an unlikely hero, isn't it? About oh, I'm really terrible at describing films, but it's about look who would come up with oh yeah this rat he's gonna cook in a kitchen. No one thinks of that. That's so cool, and like um I don't know. I really love the soundtrack by Michael Giacchino. It's really great. I'd love to hear it live one day. If anyone could organize that, you'd be my favorite person ever. But. Also, also, it's a funny movie. Um, the animation's great. I think a really cool detail is that some of the chefs, or some of the characters even, look like rats. They've given them rat ears, which I think is a nice touch. So it's showing that you've got the rats, but you've got the humans who are almost rat-like. You know, they're more, they more fit the stereotype of these evil creatures than the rats do, who are actually really nice in this film. Um, and also, as someone who likes cooking and baking and stuff like that, um, I, it's cool to see this. It's cool to see the inside of a kitchen, even though I don't want to go into it into professional capacity. <laughs> I think it's really cool to see the inner workings of a kitchen. <laughs> but I, I really like the movie. I think it... Let's get real for a sec. Let's get real. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Sandy, you have to do a lot of cutting out. I'm I'm really struggling here. I cannot talk about my own movie. I'm broken. I'm really broken. I've just I've just waffled on about how I like kitchens. Okay. Oh, I really don't know what to say. The gist of it is I really love this film. I think it's a love letter to animation. Uh, it has lots of sentimental value because um it's one I used to watch over and over and over again and then um, at my nana's and then when she passed away they were like do you want any of those DVDs and I was like can I have the Ratatouille one please so that was also another sentimental thing because the DVD I have was my nana's um, and obviously later I'd, I'd get the Blu-ray like last Christmas actually because I didn't have it on Blu-ray but I just love this film it's it's pure family fun 
Uh, it has a lot of heart to it, a great score. And if you haven't seen it, I would definitely recommend it. Cool. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, Siwan, do you want to talk about Prisoners for a bit? Uh, sure, I'm not going to talk about how much I love kitchens. I, 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 to be fair, I, I haven't see, I didn't see this till this year. So I think it was the beginning of the year. Um, but it had been on the list for a while, but obviously it's a bit long. It's a longer film. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to push it off, push it off. But finally I put it on. And honest to God, I don't think I have been so into a film in so long than I was into that one. Because I was alone, like my parents had gone up, my brother wasn't there. So I was alone watching it and I just couldn't take my eyes off the screen. I like, I barely went on my phone, I think, I don't remember, but I was just, (laughs) everything about the film, I was just, do you know when you're just fully into it, like fully into the experience of that film, that was it for me. And that's why like, yeah, I've only seen it this year, but that's why I had to put it on the list. Because it's such a good film, so well acted. The story is fantastic. Everything about it, you're just like, I want to make a film like that. I just want to... If that's one thing, I can make a film half as good as this. And I'll be happy. It's just... Yeah, I don't know. It was just... It was... Not to say it was an experience, but... It was, sort (laughs) of, for me. Because... Yeah. Because it just... I, I was in awe of it. And yeah, so I had to put it on the list. Um, right, okay. I'm gonna go through my thoughts. So, um, Ratatouille, I didn't watch as a kid. First time I watched it, I think I was 15. And loved it. It's great. And it's one of those films that has gotten better with time. The more I watch it, the more I love it, the more I love this, this little world. The, the way it encapsulate cooking france cooking i love cooking and i love that you love kitchens too i love kitchens kitchens. um but (laughs) but like cooking is one of those things that can engross you like that and seeing a great movie about cooking that just brings the joy and passion out if i'd have seen this a little bit younger i absolutely probably would have been a try to be more of a chef but now like i still feel like when i'm making food and i test a sauce i imagine like those things like collapsing together in remy's head like he does he sees patterns and stuff like that it's wonderful it's great animation from brad bird well i know he directed it it's not his animation but you know what i mean the great direction from brad Bird. it's also scientifically accurate that's that depiction it does happen it does happen yeah absolutely um, the the beginning's weirdly violent. Why does that woman have a shotgun? Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I love the central romance. It's, I think it's really cute and makes a lot of sense for the movie. Um, I like how the uh, I, I like the little angry chef. He's so cool, and it is it's Skinner. on my big expanded list of favorite movies. This is on there, but unfortunately, so is Prisoners. And Prisoners is one of those movies. I saw it for the first time a few years ago. And I, I, I shotgunned this and Nightcrawler. Might have been the worst decision of my life. I was so unhappy for the rest of the week. But, um, <laughs> but Prisoners, it 
makes you so terrified of it, me personally. It made me terrified of having kids. Uh, I I don't ever want to have kids now. That that seems like really scary. Um, <laughs> but it's got great performances. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, amazing as Detective Loki. I love him. Uh, Hugh Jackman. You get a rare, like actually dark dramatic role from him. I know he's like Wolverine and Les Mis and Great Showman, but like this is like a, a huge act when we don't get to see that often, and I really, really like it. Um, Terrence Howard's in it. That's great. Viola Davis is great as well in her smaller role. Um, David Dashlaman, your man, Polka Dot Man. He's really cool in this as well and creepy. Paul Dano! Paul Dano! He's so good. Um, and I... It's a shame Alex is in here to talk about Paul Dano. Oh my god, this is the second time that <laughs> yeah. Alex has missed the Paul Dano chat for Prisoners, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Gee. Um, I, this is one of those movies that rewards you for rewatching. Like, you... The more you watch this, the more little details you pick up. And the more you can enjoy it second time round. I think it's got a fantastic closing act. And the the final drive that Jake Gyllenhaal goes on, because he does drive, um, is so tense when he's driving <laughs> like through Gosling. the thick snow. And he's bleeding down his face. Fantastic. The music in that sequence is great as well. Go on, Joe. I was going to say the, mu- the <laughs> music say that. in that scene is really good. Yeah. Um, as soon as the film ended, I went straight to Spotify and tried to find it. Even when C1 said she was watching it, I was like, tell me when you get to that bit because I'm going to send you the music. Uh, I don't even care if you if you didn't listen to it. Like, <laughs> I just It's such a good track. Really great track. It's beautiful, beautiful piece of music. Um, so now I'm like stuck in a rock and a hard place because do I, do I give my vote to Ratatouille, which like is a love letter to cooking? and makes me feel all warm and gooey inside or do i give it to prisoners that makes me want to kill myself um (laughs) if it's any consolation ratatouille's already won in my heart so like if you want to go with prisoners (laughs) um you guys vote first joe joe just just to make it official where are you voting i I want to go with Ratatouille. <laughs> Although I would love to rewatch Prisoners because I didn't quite fully understand it the first time, but I thought it was very good. Oh no! Come on, <laughs> Sue, that's a hard to understand movie. No, it's not. People Try get my best kidnapped. Here. That's what's to understand. <laughs> um, um, as much as I do like Ratatouille, um, I am going to go with Prisoners. Oh, it's Brad Bird versus Denis Villeneuve. This one's really hard. Five minutes later. No, no, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) No, sorry, I just wanted to say that. Take your time, you can cut it up. Oh, this feels like it's really going to, like, mess with me. Okay, I'm going to vote for... Prisoners. I'm sorry, Joe. That's okay. 
Ratatouille has been put in a trap and Prisoners has been let loose onto the round of 16. Um, I'm really sorry, Joe. It was like this thing. That's okay. It was. And I was just thinking, if I was to pick a Pixar film to go on my list, it would be between that. It would be between Ratatouille and The Incredibles. And whereas, like, both of these were nearly on my list. Because I had... I chose Spider-Verse as my animated film. And so I sort of... It was between that and The Incredibles. I was like, well, Ratatouille was never going to get in there. Prisoners it's, it's was It's all right. Closer. It's all right. It's all right. Um, we'll move on to the next one, which actually for us will be quite easy. And unfortunately, <laughs> won't be easy. It is going to be hard to hear for the for the other members of our party. But um, it is the number four seed. Can, we can get this over in about a minute if you like. <laughs> This is the number four scene. It's Transformers the movie, and this is on Alex and Hamish's list, who are not here to defend it. And it what faces off shit? against the, it faces off against the number thirty six seed, and that is the Matrix from Siwan's list. Now, you're welcome. <laughs> we 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 really like the Matrix here, right? I'm putting through Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers the movie's good. It's so, it, it's not great. It's fine. Right. Listen, don't... It, we don't we don't have that experience okay. with it. We don't have. It's the okay, but it's not yeah. amazing yeah. like the Matrix. So yeah, we we don't have the experience that the other two. Amazing's have. higher than okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, like there's there's some good stuff in it. I think the animation's kind of funky and the music know, annoys me. It's so it's too eighties. I think I think the like they all sound the same. Those songs. I think the opening section's really great, and then you know Prime and dies, and shit. that's like a real childhood trauma moment. And then the middle section is boring as fuck, and then the the last section's really great as well. So there's like probably about forty minutes of really great stuff there. But, but the Matrix is consistent from beginning to end. The Matrix is two greatness. hours of great stuff, so. and it has Keanu Reeves. Yes, Keanu and Reeves. the first time I watched this. We had Carrie a Anne Moss. After. And Carrie Anne Moss. I remember the, the first Moss, time I watched man. this, I, I had a takeaway after, and it was this really shit noodle in a box. <laughs> do, you, do you remember that? We were all so excited. You and then it was going the, about how they were too fat. The fat noodles. But the movie was good, <laughs> is my point. Right, okay. <laughs> That's a yes. weird critique. Um... Yeah, the, the Matrix is pioneering in so many different ways. Keanu Reeves in one of his best it? roles. Lawrence Fishburne killing it. Carrie Ann Moss killing it. John Manganiello, love that guy. Um, and, killing it. And Hugo Weaving as well, fantastic. Morpheus, Transformers Morpheus. the movie is just fine Morpheus. in our eyes. And that's a shame. Um, sorry, Hamish and Alex, that you're not here to defend this one. But even if you were... Sorry. It still wouldn't be going through. You'd be going to, to, to slam town. So because I'm, we're putting through the Matrix. I'm also going to give my vote to the Matrix. I'm really sorry. Um, and is that unanimous? Is that the first unanimous one of the night? Hey. There Can you I guess. do this one? Go on, Joe. Can I do this one? The Matrix is going through and the Transformers has transformed into a garbage can. <laughs> that was pretty piss poor, Joe. What? Oh, what the hell? 
No, um, I thought that was good. I was thinking about that in my mind. I'm like, this is good. This is going to go down really hey, well. Hamish and Alex have taken the blue pill and continue continue to live in an existence where Transformers the movie is in the tournament, and we have taken the red pill and put the Matrix through. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was a bit better, I guess. Um, the next <laughs> matchup. This one is uh, is an interesting one. Um, no, I've decided. We've got the the number thirteen okay. seed. That is the Lord of the Rings Return of the King. That is from Siwan's list again. And that faces off against the number 20 seed. <laughs> and that is Prey from Alex's list. This, this, I think this one did, I, might need a bit more of a conversation, maybe. They're, they're both yeah. good. They're not yeah. level pegging. Um, Pre- Prey is a very good movie in the Predator franchise. It's got a great creature design. But Lord of the Rings has lots of great creature de- designs and not just one. I don't think Prey won as many awards as Lord of the Rings either. I think, uh, listen, Prey is a really great movie, but it's not even the best in the Predator franchise. Lord of the Rings Return of the King is a great movie. Is the best. But I don't Lord believe the it's Rings. the best in the Lord of the Rings franchise. In my opinion. I mean, all three are basically interchangeable. They're the same movie, but it just depends what you enjoy the most in each of them, really, in it. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm a fellowship man. I guess so. I like I like Gandalf fighting that, that big fire sense. demon. I think that's dope as fuck. Balrog. Yes. The Balrog. Yes. Gandalf. Flying <laughs> Amazing. Flying fools. Um, but Return of the King is still dope. Very cool. Very satisfying end to the franchise. Um, you get a great performance from Eli- Elijah Wood. Um, who was 14 years old when he appeared 14 <laughs> holy crap that guy's yeah. that guy's he so wasn't good he was 19 oh he was 19 he's still really that's good a, <laughs> he's still really yeah, good yeah he is and Sean Astin's great as well be like Sean Astin on the podcast Samwise my Sam my Samwise <laughs> they're so gay for each other yeah they are god bless they them. really are um Prey, oh. we talked about more in the last round. It is good, but it's it's not up to the level no, of the, the filmmaking ability that Peter Jackson had when he was making these Lord of the Rings films. He was just... I can... He's not going to top that. Yeah. I've it's only watched Prey it once as well. doing these three. Lord of the Rings I've watched many a time. And the fact that that's, what, three... Four, basically four hours, four and hours. I've watched it multiple times... For someone who complains about runtimes of movies, I'd say that's a, a good indication of its quality. Shall we just get this over with then? Yeah. I'm going to vote it. for Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Sorry, Alex. I'm going to vote for Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Sorry, Alex. See one? <laughs> um, sorry, Alex. I'm going for Return of the King. You ruined it. Um, You're doing my order. <laughs> what do I mean? So, Lord of the Rings: Return of the King sits on its crown, on its throne. Sorry, it sits on its throne in the round of sixteen, and prey has been That's... hunted down. <laughs> That's two in a row for C1 films. And defeated. Undefeated. It's gonna be me against Damn. me. It is gonna be you against we're, we're... you. <laughs> I know what I'm choosing already. Um, I already know what I'm choosing out of them two. Not today, Joe. Not today. But you you still have one more. We'll see now. In this round. 
Um, we're down to Honestly, our last based two... on your opinions, I'm doubtful. We're down to our last two matchups of now these... the day. This is going to be hard. This one is hard, and it's two animated movies. Um, the first one is the number five seed, and it is from Joe's list. Um, I believe this was your pick for favourite. This was your top choice? Yeah, th- this is my favourite movie ever. And it is Fantastic Mr. Fox. And that faces off against the number 37 seed. And that is my choice. My, the animated film that I chose to put on my list. And that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which, according to my list, was my ninth favourite. Um. (laughs) Damn. Where do we want to start? I don't like this matchup. This is how much I love this film. Um that I have bought a Criterion Collection edition of it. I love it. But Fantastic Mr. Fox is my favourite film. It's fantastic by name and fantastic by nature. Fantastic. But I, we're allowing it for this. Um, it's it's a lot. I know I say this a lot, but this is genuinely a love letter to animation and Roll Doll's story as well. It's such a faithful adaptation, I believe, of his original story. Um, I remember at the time, for some reason... When I got the DVD, it was a present for Christmas. And I swear I read v- reviews saying Roald Dahl would turn in his grave. And I, I, I don't get that at all. Because I've watched this film and it's so good. <laughs> like, genuinely, it's like... If you look up Charming in a dictionary, this will come up. Whenever I'm, me. like, sad or scared or any of those negative emotions, I will put this on. Because it will put me in such a good mood. It's incredibly pacey. It's an hour 20, I believe, and it goes by really quickly. Um, the the cast is great. George Clooney um, is so charming as Fantastic Mr. Fox. They could not have picked a better person to play him. And what's even cooler is a lot of the the recordings of their voices were done on locations in fields to get that realism, which I think is really cool. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to like look at all the mo- I've seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox model actual fox and it's so detailed the, the amount of work that went into this film is 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 immense I w- i'd love to see you know all the sets and stuff that survives from this film um and i also think it might be wes anderson's best like wes anderson excels at the weird and the wonderful and a roll doll story is per it's a perfect sandbox for him to play in which is also it's exemplified by the recent netflix shorts that he's done also net um roll doll shorts so I think that the combination of Roald Dahl's, you know, his his creative storytelling and Wes Anderson's creative directing have um, culminated in a love letter to animation and what I think is one of the best films that has been put to cinema. Wow, that's really beautiful. Now for some cape shit. Um, <laughs> it's Spider-Man, bro. Come on! I'm walking here. Um... Sp- talking about the hard work of artists spider-verse man every single frame of this movie is a painting good lord above it's a stunning visual achievement they created their own art style for this movie and perfected it in one movie they did that how did they do that i don't know um they also incorporated so many different art styles from different universe because it's the multiverse story um and it follows a new Spider-Man that a lot of people hadn't experienced before, Miles Morales. And for so many people, this is a new role model for them. This is 
a like a, a black Spider-Man. Like that's huge for so many people. It's a gripping story that like reels you in from the very first moment. As a Spider-Man fan, this is a love letter to Spider-Man as a whole. But you can watch this as a normal person and find so much of this charming and incredible to look at and visually pleasing and such a heartfelt story about family and finding your place in the world and it's a great coming of age story and i love coming of age stories i mean there's a bunch on my list that are coming of age stories in various different forms because i love that um that that genre of movie that subgenre. i think it's a really great way to tell a story um and voice cast it's fantastic here i don't have george clooney but i got nick miller from new girl so uh, <laughs> um uh, no but then you've got mahershala ali as the prowler he's really great he gives it his all in an that's mahershala ali it's mahershala ali man's an oscar winner holy crap brian tyree henry i mainly know for comedy roles uh, i i love him in atlanta if you guys have ever seen that, it's a great show, and he's really good in that, really funny. But this is a rare, like, he gets to have funny moments as Miles' dad, but also have those dramatic beats as well, and he's really great at that. Um, yeah, this is a wonderful movie, and it, there's a reason it's on on this list. And I think it's it, it would have been on Joe's list, like, maybe a couple <laughs> of spots down. I reckon it would have been a couple of spots down on Siwan's list. So I th- I feel like we I know we all love this movie and it's for great reason because it's a a wonderful achievement in cinema and it's it's a top class time. Hmm. The music's great too. Nice. Siwan. Um, <laughs> that Hi. okay, that I can vouch for. Incredible. Sorry. What are you thinking about, Suwon? Um. Well, I think I've cho- I've made a decision. To be fair. I think. Oh. Clue yeah. us in. All right. So to clarify, I do love both films. I really do. Um. Both I didn't great ones. necessarily grow up with Fantastic Mr. Fox, but I watched it. You know, recently, and it is it is such like Joe said. It actually the word to describe it is charming. It's, there's no other word to describe it. It's a very good film. The animation... Yeah. The animation, I have no clue how they did that. Honest to God, it's seamless. So what they do is they take a picture, Siwan, and they move it, and then they take another picture. It's it's patience. That's what, the, that, that's what it takes <laughs> to make this kind of movie. Patience. I'm so sorry. That's why I'll never do it. Um, but yeah, it's done in a, dare I say, fantastic way. Ah! Um, all the voice acting, yes, it's it's great. George Clooney is, you know, he is Mr. Fox. There's no one else that could be. And, you know, it's some of it's just iconic, to be fair. But it isn't Spider-Man. Like, Into the Spider-Verse, the story, the animation, the music. I could just sit down any day and watch that. Like, I, I probably would sit down and watch Fantastic Mr. Fox, but if it was a choice between the two, I think Spider-Man would be my pick because, like Xander said, it's a love letter to the character, but it's also 
it's just every frame is literally an artwork and I think that's just really special so I think I'm gonna go for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse wow big moment Joe where are you voting <laughs> uh so I'll just like Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse, this will not be a shocker. So I'm going with Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> I didn't understand what you said either, so I don't worry. Um, Wait, I swear the shocker is a villain that's in it. Not in Spider-Verse. Oh, no. No. <laughs> that was awful, Joe. That was really Joe awful. Cringe. Joe, Joe Cringe. cringe. No, no, I've lost my touch. Sometimes <laughs> I think I get it back and then I don't. Oh. Um, and I'm gonna give. Can my, I re-record that? I'm gonna give my vote <laughs> to Fantastic Mr. Fox. I love Spider Verse a lot. I love it a lot. It's one of my favorites. But Joe's passion for this movie, I can't see it go out of this tournament. So I'm giving this movie a second life. And I and I want to see Fantastic Mr. Fox in the next round. <laughs> oh my god! I don't love it as much as Joe. I think Spider Verse is the far superior movie. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox has problems, but look how happy Joe is. So, um, Fantastic Mr. Fox is going to go through to the next round, and Spider Verse into the Spider Verse has been lost in the multiverse. Oh. Yeah, crime also, man. Gob. <laughs> I'm gobsmacked. I, I, Your little speech you literally gonna... convinced me. <laughs> and then you turn around saying, actually. Actually. I, I genuinely thought you were going to turn around, Sandra, and go, I'm only joking. <laughs> nah. Because no, no, you've no, put no. your. Waiting because for you, that. You've, you've, you've chosen a film that isn't yours that you put in. I have, yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how much I respect you, Joe. Fucking remember that. Right. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Spider-Verse it's, 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 it's Spider-Verse is a great movie. Both fantastic animated movies. But, you know, <laughs> we, we've got other superhero movies further in the in the tournament. Why not give something else a go? Um, yes. We'll move on to the final matchup of the night. Siwan actually looks annoyed at me now. I love this. Um, Does that mean that you would have gone with Fantastic Mr. Fox C1. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't know which one to go with. <laughs> it was dependent oh, okay. on what you guys would say. It was dependent on what you'd say. And oh, then wait, Xander so was, was like, oh yeah, this is a great speech. It's a really oh, good speech by Xander, like but speech. actually Xander's going to be a traitor. I've got a, I'm an actor, no, darling. Oh, didn't like my speech. The theatre degree coming there through There was me. so much heart in that speech from me. I didn't even talk about a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have. Maybe that would have convinced me. Oh, the, the, the kitchen set in Fantastic Mr. Fox was such great detail. I don't know. It was. Should we crack on? I'm we'll do the final one. We'll wrap this up. It's the number 12 seed, and it is Siwan's movie again. And it is Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And that faces off against the number 21 seed, and that is from my list. <laughs> and it is La La Land. Uh, 
Um, I, right, I, so by Xander's, like, I, I, by how Xander was talking about, do I just need to show a bit of passion for this? Because I can I, uh, show you fucking passion. <laughs> um, I, I want to start off by saying um, La La Land and Whiplash are actually really unique in my list because they are the only two movies to have the same director or filmmaker in my list. Everything else has been made by other people. Um but there's there were some movies that were interchangeable that I wanted to like sh- show a bit more diversity in my list to see so you guys could get like a scatter shot of some of my favorites. But La La Land and Whiplash were two of the movies that were almost that were guaranteed to be in every single draft of the list. Um, they have to be there because La La Land's just like a perfect movie, nearly. It's a wonderful musical. And it's about, it's a wonderful story about, you know, tension between artists and the whole movies, the two of them mounting pressure on each other and them trying to fight for control of the movie. It's wonderful. Emma Stone is incredibly charming and pretty and so talented. And there's so many, several scenes in the movie where there's so much... That I could break this movie down into small sections for you, but I'm not going to do that because you both have seen the movie and know how excellent it is and how wonderfully charming Ryan Gosling is and how hilarious he is in this role, even though it's also a really sad movie that makes me want to hurt myself. Um, the music is stupendous. Just in Hurwitz, at the height of his powers. Incredible work. I'll stop for a bit. Star Wars don't have the juice, bro. It don't have the juice. It's got no sauce. Episode 3 is not a good Star Wars movie. It's a bad Star Wars movie. There are like four good Star Wars movies. The rest of them are mostly bad. This is one of the mostly bad ones. It looks like shit. Ewan McGregor is like okay in it everyone else is giving a bland lifeless performance because they don't know how to act over green screen yet you do not and there's too many effects i did i I say he's fine he's perfectly fine in this movie everyone else sucks the story is too rushed in this movie they cram everything in this movie because they didn't they didn't think about that in the last two. They just sort of fucked around for a bit. And now they've got all the story George from Lucas the prequel trilogy out, in this movie. And it just implodes on itself. There's too much to it. There's too much going on. It's so hard to believe that Anakin at the start of this movie is a is a heroic character. And just an hour into this movie, he's like, I'm going to go kill some kids. It don't make no sense. All right. It's a dumb movie. I don't like it. It's, it's the uh, dialogue is terrible. <laughs> I have a real thing with Star Wars, okay? I fucking hate talking about Star Wars because it gets me riled up like this. I don't like it. I don't like what it does to me, okay? And Quick, this movie's bad. Before, Sorry. Quickly before C1 talks about Revenge of the Sith, can I just say, in Attack of the Clones, he kills a load of... Um, what they called sand people uh, i know but if you watch this movie kids. if you just watch this movie at the start so he's like not... a perfectly cool guy and then by the end he's killing kids that's fucking bullshit anyway she's brewing I, I respect your opinion well done um no she doesn't she does not respect my opinion she's gonna she's gonna no, I do. she's gonna say something bad about no, my mother i'm not 
I respect your opinion. La La Land is a very good film. It's, you know, the music's very good, the acting, the storytelling. Um, yeah, it's an altogether very good film. I, yeah. I, f- I feel like I'm being roped into something here. It feels like a, it's it's a trap. <laughs> what, do you not have anything to say about Star Wars? See what you mean to about Star Wars? Well, I don't know. There's but no point, like you know. You've got to defend yeah. it because I've still got to choose based on your speeches. We we are recording a podcast for people for entertainment <laughs> purposes, you know. <laughs> and this is entertaining. But it's also confusing as fuck. (laughs) But we want to hear what you have to say about Revenge of the Sith. But Joe, you have your own opinion on Revenge of the Sith. I know, but I want to hear what you have to say. I think I think Suana's realised that she maybe picked the wrong Star Wars movie. (laughs) Not necessarily, because I think that that is the best Star Wars movie. That's so incredibly wrong, but okay. No, I I picked Revenge of the Sith for a reason. It's there for a reason. I like it for a reason, and it's my second favorite film for a reason. What, I know what why. Can you explain that a bit more, please, Suwon? I'd yeah. love to hear what you thought about the film. Genuinely, come on! I want to actually, hear your passionate speech about it. This might be one of the only times you get to talk about Star Wars on this podcast, so <laughs> I'd, I'd embrace it. I guess everything Xander said in his initial speech about La La Land, I could say about Revenge of the Sith. To be fair. But what about how Emma Stone is really pretty? I don't pretty. actually remember. <laughs> yeah, Emma but Stone I can change really it about you and McGregor. <laughs> okay. But, you know, that was a while ago and I started to talk to myself, so I don't actually remember what he said. I just remember thinking <laughs> at the time, you know what? I could say that about Star Wars. Um, okay. How do I articulate this in a way? Take your time. Obviously, different to Xander, I like Star Wars. Quite a bit. (laughs) Right? Quite a bit, to be fair. Um, I like most of the films. I can find things to like in all of them. Uh, There's bits about them that I like. Yes, some of them are not necessarily bad, but not as good as the others. But I can still find reasons to like them. And over the years, obviously growing up with Star Wars, I had a way of thinking about the films. Mainly growing up with hearing people say that the prequels were bad, you're, especially at an age where you don't want to say the wrong thing and you're learning to think for yourself. Just before that, I was like, yeah, maybe the prequels are bad because that's what everybody was saying. But then I got to an age of thinking for myself and saying, no, they're not. I like them. I can find things in them that I like. However, the difference between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones is that Revenge of the Sith as a whole, I thoroughly think, is a good film. The way that they portray the downfall of Anakin is done perfectly and it's also heartbreaking to see because you can see Anakin's relationship with Padme you can see his relationship with Obi-Wan and how strong that is and how he's been manipulated by Palpatine 
to turn against all of that and the effect of that not just having on him not just having on obi-wan not just having on padme but quite literally on the entire galaxy i think is done so well the music john williams is at his you know the score you know order 66 the fight on mustafa i have that on my spotify because i just love them i literally know the order 66 bit to a t where i can tell you right now where that kid says master skywalker there's too many of them what are we going to do i can tell you exactly (laughs) what is going on i can see it in my head but yeah the entire order 66 is heartbreaking but done beautifully and then the second half of the film where it is literally just obi-wan finding out about Anakin and then facing that and then the duel on Mustafar it's I can't say how much I love that and how that means to me because those characters do mean a lot to me and the fight, the choreography I I think Xander might disagree but I think it's the best sword fight in history seen on cinema seen on the screen Um, but yeah it's it's just the grandeur of what is happening in Revenge of the Sith, but how it's scaled down to just what is happening between Obi-Wan and Anakin at the end of the day. It's, to me, I think it's the best Star Wars film because of the, because of that. It all boils down to Obi-Wan and Anakin, and I think it's heartbreakingly beautiful. That what happens with them um what you were saying about the music it reminded me of a video i saw on twitter the other day of this guy who um was listening to the score from the original star wars and saying the lines along with the score up until the death star blows mean, up do you mean the guy that's going to play superman was that him i think i i saw that video yesterday and i think i fell in love <laughs> I was watching him and I was just like oh this is I want that man I saw that video and I was like oh, I want him <laughs> um, I, I understand your points and in terms of the, the big call about the sword fight it, I wouldn't fight you on it I, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's the best one ever. I would say it would be part of the discussion. Maybe, maybe landing in the top ten somewhere. Um, and yeah, I, I, I totally understand what you're going for. I just... I don't see it. There, there I, I just don't... I just don't see it in, in Revenge of the Sith. I never, I never really have. Um, but it's... Um, the music's obviously great, and I think the opening sequence is really good. Um, the when they mm. break out the um, the Chancellor out of um, Dooku's place, I think that's a really cool sequence, um, and it's and it's something we don't really get a lot of in the prequels. And it's Hayden Christensen and Obi and um, Ewan McGregor. That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, <laughs> actually interacting and having fun with each other, and I know you see that a lot of that in the Clone Wars TV show. But like that sequence where they can, they're actually like bantering with each other. They're jumping about, fighting together. That's great. That's so cool. 
so there is good stuff in it. I don't think it's totally worthless. Sorry, that's really mean. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went through, when we did the Star Wars podcast, God, it was like two, three, it was three years ago now. Christ alive. It's been three years since I did that Star Wars podcast. Um, we went through them all and... And Revenge of the Sith was the one that, like, I think as I've gained the most respect for over the years. I still don't love it, but I don't think it's mm. terrible anymore. But I still have a lot of problems with it. I'll take that. The, mu- the music, that opening sequence, and the fight scene at the end are not the problems I have with it. Yeah. Everything else. Um, and there's loads of memes. It's hard to concentrate when there's so yes. many memes happening. No, you just own so, the meme. You go into the it's, meme. It's like trying to watch the original Spider-Man trilogy. It's impossible. There's, there's too many memes. <laughs> um, Joe, do you want to do you want to hit us with some thoughts? Because I th- I think we both know where we're voting. I I don't have a surprise up my sleeve. Do you see one? Shockingly, I, no. I not for this one. I I don't have a twist. I don't have a twist vote up my sleeve. So I'm gonna vote for La La Land. Siwan. Star Wars. So, Joe, it is all down to you. Take us Can through Can I talk thoughts. through my... Okay. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Take your time. Talk, talk us through it. La La Land, um, my my mum and sister got it on DVD. I'm going to do that again without the voice break. So, La La Land, <laughs> my mum and sister got that on DVD a while ago. I think they got it for Christmas. And they watched it, and they thought it was good. But I didn't watch it with them. It wasn't till I watched it... I watched it one night with UC1. It was the first time I watched it because I needed to for the podcast. And as you know, it wasn't even for the podcast. It was before we had to for the podcast. And I watched it. I was like, oh, wow. Like them, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone dancing in like the, the sky. That that was beautiful. And then their song about um, a waste of a lovely night. That's great. I also love Ryan Gosling. Cause that's a big plus. Um, and around that time, the, the movie ended. I think I gave it like nine or nine or ten. So that I love that movie, and it's got a really good track by John Legend uh, called "We Didn't Start the Fire." That's a great sequence. Um, and you do you do generally come to care about these characters. They're great. Um, and I I really did go through. I I was a few years late to it, but I re- I went through the obsession with La La Land after that. I listened to the soundtrack on loop basically. Um, if I was going back home from uni or going somewhere, I'd have that on my on my playlist, just listening to that. I, I still do, but I think it's kind of past now. I still think it's a really good film, but I'm not obsessing it, obsessing over it as much as I did. Star Wars, on the other hand, that's been a constant obsession with mine. I've always been a fan of that, and like like C1, though, I think the the cool thing was to say, oh yeah, the prequels aren't very good. Um, even though I, th- those were the ones I grew up with, although my dad had them on VHS and I used to watch them with him, um, they'd be on ITV the prequels, and I'd always sit down. And my dad would make what a pizza or something, and we'd watch it, and it would be great. And we'd all- always be annoyed when the adverts came on, because like, oh no. Um, so I grew up with those, and even though I kind of like, even though I enjoyed them, there was a phase where people online were saying it wasn't good. So I was like, eh, it's not good. And then I rewatched them. And I thought, I, I love these. There's so much nostalgia around them. Revenge of the Sith particularly, I remember seeing a trailer for it on ITV and seeing General Grievous's eyes and being like, Dad, I don't know what that is, but that looks really cool. When is that on? And he'd be like, that's on this weekend, Joe. And I'd be like, yes, 
I'm excited to watch that. Um, I really like Revenge of the Sith. I think it's it's for those who don't like the prequels, they they also assume that this is bad. But even if you don't like the prequels, you have to admit this is the is a good film. This it's is the best. The, of, it's the good one. It's it. It's a very good one. Um, the I I love Ewan McGregor in this film. He's very he's very charming. You cannot not say that he is charming. Um, although it is very visual effects heavy, I think this is the best the visual effects looks in the prequels. The action is great. You have that whole first sequence with uh, getting Emperor Palpatine off the ship. That's that's amazing. And also, I think playing the Lego Star Wars game helps with that. There's a lot of nostalgia around that and going, I remember that from the game. I remember playing as that character. Um, some of it's quite funny, which I think is is cool. Um, it's a very good-looking film. I watched a hour-long documentary a few weeks ago just on the Mustafar sequence. It was about from start to finish, then planning it, choreographing it, doing the visual effects, the sound effects, building the, the physical sets. Not many people know this, and if you do, I'm sorry if I'm explaining it again, but there's lots of physical sets, miniatures they built. So Mustafar, a lot of that is real lava, and they put that with visual effects to enhance it, but a lot of it is real. Um, and as you said, C1, the, the choreography between them, I, I don't know how they did it. That is, It's so fast. How, how did they do that? But... I, I think it perfectly segues into A New Hope as well. Um, you even have Tarkin in there. They put Tarkin in there, for God's sake. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I, I As a hardcore Star Wars fan, I have to go... Re 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 I can't get those words out. As a hardcore... Cord? I'm really sorry about this. As a hardcore Star Wars fan, I have to go with Revenge of the Sith. Um, because I think it's a very good film. Even though I do still love La La Land. I mean, I chose that over my own um, film in a few episodes back. I think it was a Lego Batman movie. Um, but yeah, I love Revenge of the Sith. So I'm going with Revenge of the Sith, basically. Was that waffly? Or was that okay? No, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, you came to the wrong decision because this is a bad movie. Okay, respect out the window. Star Wars. I, wait, I sucks. didn't come to the wrong it decision. Sucks. I came to my decision. Ah! It sucks. I can't. I can't deal with this. Revenge of the Sith is fucking bullshit. This ah ah no. I hate this movie. Oh man, I think the fact that two out of three. I actually fucking hate this movie so much. Film. This movie keeps creeping up on my life and just sucking every inch. Of my happiness out. I fucking hate this dog shit franchise and this dog shit movie in that dog shit franchise. Because everyone is You're like, oh my god, it's like the best one. And it's like, it's the good prequel. The prequels still suck. I hate this revisionist history we have on bad movies. And because we were kids when we liked, when we watched it, we were like, well, it must be good because I was a kid when I watched it. No, it's still bad. It's still a bad movie. If you watch the bad movie when you're a kid and you watch the bad movie when you're an adult, it's still a bad movie. You should have fond memories of when you didn't have to pay taxes. It's a bad movie with, with bad visual it's... effects. It does have good moments. It's the best looking one. Yes, it is the best prequel. It has the best moments. It has some really high points in the franchise, but still overall, two hours and 20 minutes. It is a bad movie. Sorry. I, I'm, this is not a bad movie, but I think it is unfair to say that if you watch a movie when you're young and it's a bad movie, 
and then you watch it again. You know, I I I don't agree with that because that's where a I've, lot of sentimentality comes from around movies. I've, I've said my piece. I apologize for shouting. <laughs> Star Wars turn, episode turn three. It down in the edit, so it seems like Revenge of the Sith yeah. goes through, and La La Land has been sent to Mexico because La La Land is Hollywood, right? California, La La Land. It's been booted out of the country. Yeah. You could have said La La Land didn't get through the audition. Ah, that was better. That was better. La La Land didn't get through the audition. Uh, no, Anakin cut its head off. Yeah. That's a thing that happens. No. <laughs> it was a flop anyway. Well, there you go. We did it, didn't we, guys? What a, f- what a fun adventure that was. And nobody lost an their minds. Um, we, we have whittled down the, um, the 16 movies in currently in this half of the round of 32 into just eight. I had it. So we have our one. first, we have the first half of our round of 16, which, and the other half that will be filled out next month when we do the next episode of this. We have some yeah. fun matchups lined up for that one. So make sure you are listening, um, because you never know oh, what's going to oh, go I'm through. Really losing. You never know what's going to go through. Um, as you will have heard tonight, there were a lot of shocks, a lot of upsets. But that's what this is all about. Let's move on then to the final section for the day. Does anyone want to sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? Zandy, you were raving about yeah. how you have a choice that's so is ready to blow our minds. It so I'd like will. you to go first, and then we will tell you if it blows our minds. And if it doesn't, then you're a fool. It will blow your mind. Okay, so technically I have two. The first one, it is a movie. And Shock. I watched The Godfather. <laughs> right? Dope movie. It was actually so good. It re- genuinely like really great. I'm I've been sort of known as someone who hasn't enjoyed gangster movies and mob movies, but I no genuinely I've I've watched them before. And I've I'm never like, looked at you and gone, "This guy doesn't like gangster <laughs> movies." That's his one. I, I, his I, one sh- recognizable I, feature. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Um, but I've having watched Kills of the Flower Moon recently. Scorsese, very well known for making his gangster movies and mafia movies and so i thought i'd go back to the source so i went back and watched what many people consider as the best one and i watched the godfather and holy crap that was amazing really really great it's one of those films that like you know you you recognize so many aspects of it because you've seen it in other movies and you've seen parodies of it and you you've seen where the certain shots come from and it's all from this and you're like wow this is an immense project to undertake um it flows so nicely the three hours fly by al pacino's fantastic i've see this is it i class myself as a movie buff but i've not seen so many classic movies and so al pacino for me i know him from like not many movies and so watching him here i'm like what? No, move on. That was of... Martin Scorsese. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so 
seeing Al Pacino here on, on Robert De Niro, he meant. Um, so seeing Al Pacino here and actually like, he was incredible, absolutely immense. And uh, Marlon Brando is great as well. If you haven't seen The Godfather, I know I know that seems weird to say, but I hadn't properly seen it. I'd seen bits and bobs, but seeing it all together is unbelievable. So I would check that out. And the one that will blow your mind, it is not a movie. It is not a TV show. It is not a game. It is not a music. It, it, is, te- it is technically a book if I'm a nerd. Um, is it a script? I have been listening to the audiobook of The Shining this week. Okay. I'm not a big reader. I really can't get behind reading. I don't have the concentration for it. But while I've been working, I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed some headphones in. Normally I listen to music. And I'd sort of gone through my playlist. So I I had, I have Audible. I have I had it like a few years ago just to try it out. And I didn't really get behind it. But I had a couple of books in my library. And one of them was The Shining. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give this a go. I just watched the movie for Halloween. It's one of my favorite horrors. I'll give it a go. So I popped it on. And I've now got, this. it's like... 15 hours long or something and i've got two hours left and oh my goodness unbelievably good i know shock one of the greatest novels in history is good but like is the shining also, a novel yeah it's a book it's based on a book i by just stephen thought it was a king. film it's based on a book by stephen king you gimboid i just thought it was a film no it's based on a book by Stephen King. You're gimboid. So I did not know that. Having listened to most of this now, it's totally different from the movie. Totally different. There's so many changes. Little things and big things. Um, and I think my main takeaway from this is that Jack Nicholson was actually a terrible choice to play Jack Torrance. Why? Because he really? does not... Yeah, I know. It's a hot, super hot take. <laughs> But, like, I love The Shining. It's still one of my favourite horror movies. And Jack Jack Nicholson's performance is fantastic. And it's iconic. But in, if you're adapting the book, he is not that character. He is not who you would choose to play that character. Because Jack Torrance in the book is a loving father. And Jack oh, yeah, Nicholson that does not come seems, across in the film. Jack Nicholson seems ready at any point just to batter his wife and son. And then when yeah. he does, you're like, well, I'm not really shocked. It only took him like a slight nudge to, to kill his family with an axe. Whereas in this, in the book, he's like fighting the urge right up until the end. And it's a really, really great character. Um, that feels so, like yeah, something if you, that if, should have come across in the film. That's well, Stanley Kubrick's kind of a crazy guy. That's my only issue with the film. It doesn't seem like, you know, Jack is... It doesn't seem like as big of a shark. But if it's different in the book, then maybe. Yeah. It's it's um it's an enlightening what? Listen. So um I like like I said, I don't read, so if you don't read, I would for one, my recommendation is audible. Listen to some books. And B, if you're listening to some books, listen to The Shining. Because it's really scary. It's got fantastic sequences and the um, I really like the guy who's reading it. I don't know his name, but he's got a nice velvety voice. Um, so yeah, The Shining audiobook. There you go. That, how weird is that one? You didn't see that coming, did you? No. 
There you go, you no. fuck. Love that. <laughs> right, who's next? Um, my one is going to be a film that I watched last night, and that is High School Musical. <laughs> Um, I rewatched it last night because I just had the urge of thinking, do you know what? I want to watch that again. And I was just sat there with a smile on my face, remembering every single bit of it from my childhood. And I'm going to watch the second one tonight. And I'm going to watch the third one tomorrow. And I'm going to be just as bloody happy as I was. So, yeah. They 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 hold up as like one of the best Star, uh, star Wars not stars. They hold up as some of the best Disney Channel <laughs> films, I think. Because, you know, that point in Disney where you'd get like Hannah Montana was Waverly Place, good Disney Channel, and then they came out with these films and they hold up just as good. Um so yeah, if you're feeling nostalgic or you've never even seen them, I suggest High School Musical. Fantastic! I've n- actually never seen them. So, what? I know. Oh, watch them. May- 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 maybe, 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 maybe a, a cheeky watch watch party night. Maybe. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, Joe, do you want to take us home? I can do. Uh, I will take you home specifically in the Black Pearl because I am recommending Pirates of the Caribbean: Curse of the Black Pearl. Which I hadn't rewatched for a while because I always thought that was sort of the boring one, the lesser one of the the three. I know there are five, but the the three are the main ones, you know. <laughs> so I rewatched it the other night because um, I was in a pirate's mood, and it's very good. I remember um, it was like a school night aged ago, and I had uh, this is a very specific memory. I had an uh, I had art the next day, so I was doing some homework. I was drawing this 3D chocolate bar, and on the TV behind me on BBC Three was Curse of the Black Spot. Curse, uh, Curse of Black Pearl, not Black Spot. <laughs> Curse of Black Pearl. I always get confused. Um, and I remember turning around, like, just watching it instead of doing my homework. So I quickly finished my homework just so I could watch more of the film. And there's, like, the whole beginning, like, I love the whole film, but the whole beginning, it's just, I love that vibe because it reminds me of that memory and, like, going on BBC Three and watching the beginning of that film because I could only ever watch the beginning of it because it was on so late. So for years, I never watched the whole thing. It wasn't until, I think, first year uni where I was like, I'm going to watch all these films um, that I properly watched it. And I was like, oh, this is great. So it, I'm recommending this as, as a as a film you should watch, mainly because I reminded myself how good it was and it's not boring. Um, and it's it's very funny. Gore Verbinski. Is Verbinski? Is that it? Yeah. He should direct again. Please bring him back to direct action movies because he actually knows what he's doing. Uh, Johnny Depp's great. Um, Kira Knightley's great. Orlando Bloom's great, although a bit wooden at times. <laughs> uh, but I love the film. I love it. Uh, and if you haven't watched it, you should. And if you haven't watched the first three films, you should. You're I've doing se- yourself a disservice if you don't. I've seen that take a lot online recently about Gorb... <laughs> about Gorb... Verbinski. Gore Verbinski. I keep saying Bavinsky. Bavinsky. Uh, Gore, Gore Verbinski coming in to direct some like big MCU movie. And people no, don't, like, yeah, don't let him do it. Let movie. him do that big. But but he would have the trust because he's you know made three pirates movies that 
lots of people love and made a lot of money. So, um, is the Lone Ranger be... any good? Because I know he did that, and I've not oh, seen that. Oh Christ, did he? Maybe, maybe they don't have trust in him anymore then. Um, uh. he, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? I was hovering over Pirates earlier uh, on Disney Plus. I say um, put it on tonight, Xander. I don't care what you do. Put it on. Oh, I've got a date. Sorry, guys. Um, oh, yeah. Watch it on the day. But Let no, because we're going seeing a movie. Get up on your phone and just like cheekily looking down like every few seconds. I, I will it. rewatch them and I will get back to you when I do because uh, you should. Because then we can do an episode on it and then I can turn us into pirates. I am a pirate. Yar har fiddle Yo with me. Yo ho har hardy har har. Har 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 har. That was last week. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, some good recommends. I think that will do it for this week, won't it, guys? Yeah, I think we did good. <laughs> we did good, guys. We did good, guys. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, you can catch more episodes of the Film Me In podcast. Yeah, that is our name, the Film Me In podcast, because every week we film you in with some wonderful movie content and sometimes news. I don't know. Um, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Deezer, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Google Podcasts as well, that's a thing. Yeah, Deezer do podcasts. You can also listen on Audible. I didn't know that, but you can. Um, you can also check out our social media platforms. Instagram is the main one to find us at. Um, you can also use, find us on the Twitter. Um, the Twitter Christ, that sounded faulty. Um, you can find us on Twitter and you can find us on Facebook. Um, it's all at official filmy and pod. Joe, thank you so much for Hello. being here. Where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Cook Eleven Joseph, YouTube Rebel Hoovian, Instagram Joe Cook underscore Digital Artist. I'm currently releasing a load of Doctor Who posters, uh, sort of basically daily, apart from the weekend. So. If you're interested in that sort of thing, head over to that. And also, I'm doing commissions. So, if you'd like to commission me to make something for you, I will do that. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd um, at... I think it's just Joseph Cook, I think it's called. Uh, but if you cannot find me, I'm in Xander's and C1's follow list. Fantastic. Thank you, Joe. And Suan, my wonderful Welsh egg. Where can the people find you? <laughs> Um, if you want, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at C1 Owain, but I don't exactly post much on there. But I post quite often on my letterbox, which is C1 O's, and yeah, you can find Joe and Xander in my following. And thank you to Xander for being here. You're so welcome, Xander. Anytime, Xander. God, you Xander, you've got such egg. big biceps. <laughs> <laughs> what, you egg? Um... <laughs> you can also find me on Letterboxd. Um, my it's at the real Xander LW. Um, I post reviews and I do lists as well. Lists, I think lists are fun. Um, so I've been po- I've been updating my favorite horrors list, my favorite movies list, and, my, and other things like that. Um, next week we're looking at the Marvels. I mentioned it up top. We're we're gonna look at the newest entry into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and dissect it. We can also talk about the finale of Loki um, and see. <laughs> It could be a Marvel bumper issue. It could be a Marvel bumper issue. There you go. Uh, So we'll talk all things MCU next week and get us all filmed in on that. Um, So yeah, make sure you are listening. Thank you so much for listening this week and we will see you there and then. Goodbye. Ta-ta. Ciao.